Trevor. Hey, Mikey, fancy seeing you down on Earth completely illegally. Sweet outfit. Dick Tracy called, he said you're a butt face and he's been plowing your mom. Yeah, well, Dick Tracy called me too, first. And he said he was about to call you and say a lie about me that was actually true about you instead. Whatever. What are you doing here, Trevor? Sean hacked the judge's system and we caught you cheating, getting your four little cockroaches to meet up? What, you think we were just gonna sit around in the bad place blowing beefers while you're down on earth boning us in the meat hole? So why didn't Sean just go to the judge and turn me in? Because this way's more fun, knuckle nuts. First of all, I'm currently formulating a better comeback to your Dick Tracy burn, and it's gonna devastate you. Second, you're too late, because when I did this experiment in my neighborhood, every time Eleanor asked Cheaty for help, their bond became unbreakable, and the entire group improved. No, you're right. There's no way I'll get one of these bozos to drop out of an unpaid, rigorous academic study, especially when they're doing it with me, their over-eager new best friend. Well, I should head back. You want to come with? Oh, right. They've all seen you already, so you can't show your face to them again, so you're powerless to stop me. Later days, dingus. Dick Tracy called back on his watch phone and said, you better watch out. Shh. Second too late. We just talked about so many things in the last 20 minutes before starting yeah. the podcast, and now it's time to start the podcast. What stuck with you the most? What should we bring up? I kind of want to talk about picky eaters again. Yeah, we can talk about picky eaters. Steven, how do you feel about adults mm-hmm. who can't eat certain restaurants who won't go to certain friends' houses for dinner because they only eat chicken tenders and that's it. How does that make you feel? Can you vibe with that? I do you have think... any situations like that where you're like that or do you hate it? So I'm never like that. And so I cannot personally relate, no. but I do. I mean, my brother was a picky eater when he was a kid. My partner, she's a fairly picky eater, but not terrible about like it. Like how? She just doesn't like certain things texture-wise, but here's why I love her. She doesn't make it anyone else's problem. If someone brings her something that she, like, doesn't love, she will adjust it to make herself like it. Like, if there's, like, a pizza and mm-hmm. it's got, like, pepperoni, black olives, and green onions, she will take off the black olives and green onions and give them to me to just scarf Double down. up your pizza or to yeah. eat handfuls She gets pickles of... on her burger just Steven's to give them to me. Stephen's in the corner eating that. handfuls of just pizza a... toppings. Yum, 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 yum. I would maybe take off the green peppers. I've grown to like green peppers mm-hmm. more, but I used to not like them. And I don't really like them on pizza still. I like them in other yeah, things. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take them. Just send them all to just me. Stephen just in the corner it. eating his pizza um, toppings. Nom, 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 nom. Here's my issue, Zach. You can like what you Please. like. I think everyone should have preferences. And I think that everyone deserves to be able to voice their food preferences if you're at a restaurant yes. order something you like don't feel bad about it. if you want the cheese pizza with no sauce get the cheese pizza with no sauce but so you're fine don't make it everyone else's like, problem can i get the chicken cacciatore but without the olives tomatoes are you okay with that yes i'm okay with that i think that if something is made to order do that now 
But people that go to McDonald's and are like, um, can I have a Big Mac on a toasted bun with no, like, like you're at a fucking fast fit. Cause then they always flip out when the order is inevitably wrong. The person making your food is literally doing their history homework while making the sandwich and has zero training. I'll Don't make an get aside angry and about that. And then we'll get into the show. I mm-hmm. work for DoorDash and I picked up so many McDonald's orders over the years mm-hmm. And I am proud to admit that more than once I have seen a man, an older man, like in his like older in his fifties, mm-hmm. bald, irate, more than once, maybe three times, at the counter with a thing in his hand waving it, saying, I ordered a burger <laughs> with no bun. You gave me a bun with no burger. I've seen that happen multiple times, Steven. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Into the Time Knife. Our journey through season three of The Good Place continues with chapter 29 today. I'm very excited to be here. I'm Zach, and I'm a knife on the Bobby. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm Steven, and damn, Daniel. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you're here to hang out with us. It puts a pep in my step, doesn't mm-hmm. it yours? My step is often quite peppy, Zach. But so this does special, nothing for you. You feel there's nothing actually about a, a me boosted or this. pep. Okay, that's nice. Call me Pep Guardiola. Do you know who that is, Zach? Pep Guardiola. Give yes, a guess of course. He was a guest is. on an episode of our Patreon podcast, The Basement. Different pep. Different pep. Different that's pep. okay. Okay. Pep Guardiola is the manager of the Manchester City Football Club. <laughs> they won a treble last season. Why would you? assume i know that why did you think i would know why people like ted lasso i'm sure they've mentioned him in the show why people do like ted lasso i think it's fine it's a little too if no one dies i don't want to watch it it's a little too sappy does anyone die does like one of the players get like bone cancer (laughs) kind of in a similar i can't kick the ball no more more wholesome way it does like the things that make a lot of people go aww, and i'm here like I see how they constructed that. I saw that from mm-hmm. a mile away. It never that often gets me to go aw, because I'm like, yeah. you're fake. Like, well, no shit the they introduced show. this Trinidadian soccer player this mm-hmm. season just to have him die of an island <laughs> I don't disease. know if anybody he dies of a bone disease in Ted Lasso, Steven. You're really stuck on that. Yeah. Come on. Just kill kill someone. <laughs> People die all the time. Let's shout out our patrons, okay? Let's do it. Is it time for that? Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Starting at $5, you can support us. But every week, we shout out our $10 and up patrons. And those are, of course, Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, and Justin, the number 40 in the television program ER. Nice. Justin Fortier. Thank you for supporting us at any level and if you would like to you can get all kinds of things over at our patreon we just did i believe to be an all-timer episode of you can't disappreciate show yeah over on the great. patreon really unearthed some specific embarrassing memories from my childhood and unpacked them in a way that was totally unexpected yeah, i immediately a got a text message afterwards that said that was interesting from danny really yeah <laughs> Because there was a lot that went down in that. We there was some there we we had a, we had our own lovers quarrel. Did we? Did we talk about you and I having a baby in that too? At the very end, I yeah. I was trying to bring we went it up a lot for a of while, places. and I really wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I think it was in a good it was way. Great. But I would love to be a fly on the wall of Danny, like at work or in a car or something, and listening to us doing the pre-show and <laughs> seeing her like 
just her face reacting <laughs> to it and then her texting you that was interesting i would love to be a fly mm-hmm. on that be car. fun she's in the other room next week why don't we do us doing the pre-show with a little live box cam? that's danny live what do you think, do you think i would she's love down? that Okay. Well, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We do the pre-show every week before we record this show. You get this show early and it's the exclusive home of our That 70s Show rewatch podcast, The Basement, which is about to wrap up the first half of season one. Very exciting times. Or by the time this comes out, we'll have just wrapped up the first half of season one. So go check it out and catch up and give us your dollars. I know you got them. Give us your dollars. There's scads of stuff over there to watch. Too much stuff. So much content. Too much stuff. If you're someone who likes to throw something on the background while you're playing a video game or throw on a podcast while you're doing the dishes, on our Patreon, you could be doing dishes forever. (laughs) Dishes won't even be a thing by the time you're For money. You could pay money to do your dishes forever. Or if you're one of those people who found us in... Binged through the community podcast, hopped over to this one and blasted through all the episodes mm-hmm. of The Good Place, and now you're just waiting weekly for the episode. Well, you can start the binge again once you've had a little bit of separation time from listening to us a lot. Yeah. And support the Patreon and go back and listen through that backlog. There is a lot of stuff on the Patreon. We need a Scrubs episode. That's too hot for the main feed. It's on the Patreon for a reason, people. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to talk about from your week or your weeks before we get into the Just got back from a ballroom dance competition. The Good Place. You didn't hear me because you were talking. I heard you. You just got back from a ballroom dancing competition. I don't like that you assumed that I can't. What did you say? I didn't hear that. Did you ask anything? Did you ask, like, how was it? Or, like, what was that like? Nothing? Well, okay, let's role play. Mm -hmm. How was it? Uh, it was super fun. I had a student that was doing one for the first time, and I had a student that was uh, has done some before, but we won a couple of things, like nice. Pro-Am, that was cool. Um, and I got to dance with uh, Danny. Still that Patreon tier dance partner. Come do yep. a competition with Steven. Just got to shell out the big bucks, but we'll we'll get you there. Put you in a pretty dress. Yeah. Once you've contributed $1,000 to our Patreon, you get a coupon that just says, One Night with Steven, he can't say no. <laughs> if you choose to be dance partners, great. If you choose All to inclusive. have him clean your gutters, mm-hmm. uh, literally, great. Yeah. If you if you want him to clean your gutters figuratively, he I can't say no. He you has to. A thousand bucks. Dims the rules. Do you feel like winning or losing in a competition like that when you're with students has much to do with your performance at all? Have you ever biffed it for a person that you're teaching and dancing with? Or have you ever seen anyone else biff it for their person? I have seen people biff it for their person. But Steven I Baker don't biff never. Well, I'm very intentional with the things I do, and I don't put myself in situations where I can biff it with my students. What Keep do you mean? It simple. Because, like, you know. A routine that you're really comfortable with. Yeah. I usually, with most of my students, I've made all their routines and things, and I practice it with them enough that we got it down. But when you have multiple students, it is easy to kind of forget and biff a little bit. But I'm usually okay at playing it off, and my brain remembers that. quick enough to Improv fix it. master Stephen Baker. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Because there are some events at the competition that are judged. They just judge the student, and there are some where you guys are judged as, like, a partnership. Well, and so I feel like whether they judge you or not, if I feel like subconsciously, yeah, I feel like subconsciously yeah. it does affect. Or it will like, literally affect the performance of the other person if yeah. you're fucking it all up. Exactly. I'm going to do a little PSA and then we'll get into the good place. If yeah, go you're ahead. one of those people 
that's like out. You don't in have public. to announce that you're doing an announcement, Zach. Just do the announcement. That's hear true. ye, hear ye! I I'm can't. about to make an announcement. Well, publicly. it's because it's everything I say is really official and deserves attention. Prepare yourself to get zapped. <laughs> Gather round. <laughs> if you're one of those people that's in public and you see a baby and you go up and you have to talk to the people and to the baby, you can say touch hello. that you can say baby. Hi to the baby. Don't touch people's babies. Don't get close with the baby. Don't feel like you have ownership over a baby because you know what to do with the baby. People don't want you grabbing, touching, squeezing their baby. I'm just sick of walking around with my little baby boy and people just squeezing on him. So don't do it anymore. That's my PSA. Zach, the news story's already out. You it. can't get ahead of this thing. You know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> Zach was running around no, in Osh, no. well, gosh, begosh, wrong, just Steven. grabbing babies. Because <laughs> if you hear anything about Zach Pruitt squeezing babies, you can know that that is wholly inaccurate and contrived. Zach's running around the, the playground the at the mall picking up and twirling kids. But I'm on the record being anti-grab, anti-squish. <laughs> Okay, I'm making the rounds. I went on Larry King Live. They haven't done it in a few years, but I hopped on there to let everyone know I'm anti-squish. Carson Daly, I went, yeah. I went to his house. Let him know. Carson Kresley. Carson Kresley. Yeah. Don't squish babies. Don't squish don't, babies. Don't believe every news story you hear also. What's this thing about news outlets publishing things that people just happen to be caught publicly doing yeah, that's why is that their my business? private life mm-hmm. there's gotta just, be an amendment to nothing protect beats you, right? the feel uh-huh of a of a squishy baby yeah you just like squish them you like compact them like a snowball you kind of <laughs> i think kinda it was like... less the squishing and more that you were you didn't have a shirt on zach <laughs> You just well, had on nipple pasties with like yeah. tassels and just. I get squishing. why that part looks bad, but they. <laughs> but they not not me. related. Totally exclusive. Well, kind of, it's kind of related because I was <laughs> I was in the dressing room at the Baby Gap trying uh-huh. on some 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 pleather tops that they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I stepped out for a moment to ask for a price check. So I thought, no way, this is four ninety nine. And then I just saw a room full of the most squishable babies. The tassels Could were have completely unrelated. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about season three, episode three of The Good Place. This mm-hmm. is chapter 29. It's called The Brainy Bunch. Well, it is season three, isn't it? I think I wrote season two in my phone no. notes. Season uh-uh. three, That's episode two, The Brainy Bunch. Yes. This episode was directed oh, by... Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Did you say you Brady? Agreed. No, I said season three, episode two, and you agreed with me. I don't, I don't care. I you everyone, heard it live well, here, chat. I'm still role Somebody play Zach that. from earlier that. that asked how your dance competition was. I wasn't <laughs> back to prime Zach yet. Mm. Now I'm back. Season three, episode three, chapter twenty nine, the Brainy Bunch was directed by Jude Wang, who previously directed the episode Derek. And after mm-hmm. this goes on to direct the episode that gives us the title of this podcast, Chidi sees the time knife. Did you forget what this no, show I was, is called? No, I was pausing for dramatic, dramatic effect. Dramatic effect. Okay. Mm-hmm. This episode was written by a name we've heard before, Dan Schofield. Before this, he wrote the episode Most Improved Player, Team Cockroach. He co-wrote Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent with Jen Great Statsky. Episode. And he writes one of the last episodes of the show next season, The Answer. Oof. 
This episode originally aired on October 4th, 2018, which takes us to one of my favorite pop culture segments we do on this show. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about this date. October 4th, 2018 was only five and some months ago, like five and a half years ago or so, right? Five and some months. You got it, Zach. Five and some months ago, October 4th, 2018, (laughs) we were seeing movies. A lot of the weeks recently, I had seen those movies in theaters. This movie I have not seen. It was number one this week. It kind of surprised me. It's a comedy starring two very, very iconic African-American comedic figures of the 2010s and 20s. Is it Keanu? No. Mm. Male and female. I'll give you that. Oh. It's a comedy. Comedy. Who is like the black comedian pop culture, like top of the top 2010s, 2020s? Who's well, the... it's Kevin Hart. Yes. But the, the female, Kevin Hart was in a movie with a woman? Think of someone who's not a comedian on stage, but is a really funny woman who's showing up in everything now. A little bit younger. Not Issa Rae. No. She's not a comedian on stage, so it's not Tiffany Haddish. She was oh, I, well, I didn't know her as a stage comedian. It is Tiffany Haddish. Ah. Oh, shit. What was that movie called? Um, I saw this. His hands. He's he's coming. You saw this movie. School Fight? That's really close. I think you're mistaking it for Ice Cube and Charlie Day in like a fist fight or something. Yeah. This doesn't have anything to do with fight, but school, but it's a school. is one of the he's two words. He's a teacher. Words. School is the second word of the title. Night School. There you go. Yeah, I kind of had I to leave this you there, movie. but that's a it good was one. Funny. Night School starring Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. I yeah, I would have seen this. I don't I thought love this was funny. Kevin Hart, but I like Tiffany Haddish enough that I would have mm-hmm. gone to see it. I just didn't see this one. Let's talk about how it did, though. Rotten Ooh. Tomatoes. What do you think it's, out of 100% uh, the leads. critics? So... The critics gave this one. A comedy with black leads and white mm-hmm. people don't get the jokes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go. And we are writing the reviews. Yeah. Uh, 44. It's lower. Ooh, 36. It's lower. It's 27% from the critics. God damn. But here's the thing. I always talk about the disparity on the Rotten Tomatoes score. That could just be that 27% of critics really liked it, and the rest of them kind of liked like it to didn't like it, mm-hmm. and it just added to a 27 It's not a great score either way. What about the audience? Do you think they were higher or lower higher. than 27 on Night School? How much higher? 41? A little bit lower. 38 that is correct 38 percent. you win nothing i don't know anything There's not is really possible a point to this. it's just to talk about movies that came out letterboxd i transferred that to a percentage score out of 100 so we've got from rotten tomatoes 27 percent from the critics 38 percent from the audience what about letterboxd do you think they're higher than the rotten tomatoes critics and audience or somewhere higher in the middle? than the critics lower than the audience so lower than a 38 percent you're incorrect but not it by much higher than a 38%. What do you think it is? You fall asleep? 65%. No, not that much higher. 46% from Letterboxd. 46. Okay. Liked it a little okay. bit better. Yeah. A lot more black people rating movies on Letterboxd than there are on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I believe it. A lot more diverse because it's anybody can sign up for it as mm-hmm. opposed to... It has to be professional critics, and I think uh, there's a different path, unfortunately, for people of color to get to, like, newspaper-published critics. There are some. Mm -hmm. It's getting better, but Letterboxd is the people these days. Yeah. I guess that doesn't explain the Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Maybe just black people don't use that website. I don't use that website. I don't know. I don't know who is using that website and rating things on Rotten Tomatoes. The number one album this week, the hint I'm going to give you is a American Idol starlet one of the biggest ones. 
Not the biggest, probably. Maybe the biggest, but one of the biggest ones. Kelly Clarkson? No, it'd be Carrie Underwood. Yes, Carrie Underwood. Do you have any idea what a Carrie Underwood album from 2018 would be called? I looked up the singles to think if I could like give you a hint based on a radio song. I don't know these songs. Do you have a guess? Mm. What do you uh, think that Carrie called... Underwood 2018 album would be God's called? Country. No, that's a different artist. I think it's a male song song. You know that song? God's Country. Yikes. I know that one. Um, no, this album from Carrie Underwood was called Cry Pretty. And the cover is like her face and she's got tears, but it's like rainbow glitter. Oh, that's cute. Rolling Stone, your favorite. We're going to talk about what they mm-hmm. gave it out of a five. They oh, did I don't give know much about a, this album. Uh, a decimal rating, like halves. So yeah, they probably out of gave five, it a, a 3.5. Yeah, I'm telling you that there's a half kind of gave it away. But yes, a three and a half mm-hmm. out of five from Rolling Stone on Cry Pretty. By Carrie yeah. Underwood. Rolling Stone, 3.5. What do you think Rate Your Music gave it? The people out of five. They go to the hundredth. Because here's the thing. If somebody's going to take time to listen to this album yeah. and then score it, they probably are Carrie Underwood fans. So I'm going to mm, go higher. I feel like Rate Your Music uh-huh. could also be people that are keeping up to date with current releases. Mm. You're going to say fair. higher than a 3.5 out of 5 on Rate Your Music. Then I'm going to go guess. lower, actually. <laughs> I'm leading you to it. It is, a, it is lower than a 3.5. 2.78. Really close. A uh, fraction lower, but not by much. 2.72 Okay, okay, okay. Just a little over half. Yeah. And that's the segment. There's no like big fanfare at the end. It's just a thing that I... That I like to talk about. That's the end. I like that we do that. I do too. But you know what's next? Uh Uh-huh. It's time for you to get us into the main course of today's podcast, talking about the third chapter of Mm -hmm. season three of The Good Place. I'm not saying that because I agree with you. I'm saying that because it's something that we can't agree on. It's the third chapter of season three of The Good Place. Yes. The Brainy Bunch. Mm -hmm. And Stephen has set out for him to describe to us everything that happened in this episode, all the important beats, the ins and outs of the character arcs in 20 seconds on one of our favorite trademarked segments that I kind of aped from the Scrubs podcast. It's Mm -hmm. Did Stephen Watch the Episode This Week. The episode this week. gonna find out like mr mister <laughs> i don't know i think isn't there a mr mister i feel like Dang. bowling He's for soup reference them in 1985 maybe probably yeah. it's an 80s song you've got 20 seconds on the clock to tell us everything that happened in the brainy bunch how are you feeling today i don't think this episode is going to be super dense for me to say like mm-hmm. i think i can cover some strokes with some broad brush players. yeah I but I don't know. It, I was really sleepy when I watched this, so we'll see. I noticed when I went through and took notes to talk about the show for the podcast that I wrote down more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you've got 20 seconds, so I'm going to count you down, and you're going to start on go. Are you ready? I think so, Zach. All right. Three, two, one, go. Trevor's joined the experiment. He's being really annoying. He's going to try and get somebody to quit to fumble the whole bag. Michael comes down and says, hey, don't do that. And they have some riffraff back and forth. Janet's the waitress at this American-themed bar they all go to together. And Chidi's conflicted because he doesn't know whether he can be friends with everyone or not. But then everyone makes the right decisions. Jason's a sweet guy. Tahani got drunk and stays. Eleanor comes back because Chidi comes and saves her. 
What was the last thing you said? Eleanor comes back because Chidi comes and saves her. Okay. Not the right wording, but... We did not get kind mm-hmm. of the conclusion and twist, which is Michael, Janet getting caught by the judge. Yeah, didn't get to that part. All of that. And then the escape to Earth. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what makes this episode sing there at the end. I can see why, if you're tired, that maybe it well, I I'm just trying to go. I go chronological. I know, I know, I know, review, I know that, that was most I, of it. I'm not saying you forgot it. It was right after what I was like, like after the Eleanor thing coming back is when they get caught by the judge. But what I'm saying is, I think other than that, you did quite well. Thank you. But that does dock points just because mm-hmm. it might be short in runtime, but it is a big part of the it's episode. Gotta, it's yeah. kind of the big thing. And it was more runtime than I remembered it being. Mm. Like, it was the yeah, last five true. minutes. I thought it that's was kind of like a last second thing. But that's fair. There was a point when I watched it the second time when I was like, oh, this is where we leave the humans for the episode. And the mm-hmm. rest of it is just the Michael Trevor or Janet thing, which I liked. Yeah. I'm going to give you a hmm, – how much am I going to dock you for that? You can dock me as much as you want. <laughs> I'm going to give you – I'm feeling nice. I'm going to give you a B plus still. Oh, thanks, buddy. Because you could have gotten an A minus. A-. Mm-hmm. or an A if you had gotten that last yeah. part. So I'll, I'll keep it at a B plus. Good job. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't wasted time with Michael Trevor back and forth, yeah. I could have probably... But it was it good in. detail. Mm-hmm. There yeah. wasn't a lot of stammering. You got detail the whole time. It was yeah. a good one. Let's do some trivia this week. Let's do it. I've, I've got a got gaggle. Quite a few. Uh, maybe less, but I've got a few. Kick it off. Um, Whose recipe are the lemon bars? Is it his Nana's? Oh, it's his Nana's recipe. Nice. All right. Do you call your grandmother Nana? No, it's always just been grandma, but there's kind of a thing of calling them grandma first name. So grandma Mary Lou. Mm-hmm. You but got not my plus. dad's side. That's grandma Pruitt. Mm-hmm. But my mom's parents are grandpa Jack, grandma Mary Lou. They weren't grandma Thomas, grandpa Thomas. Do you call her by her first name? Not at all. You say, what's up, Doreen? How you doing? <laughs> I say grandma because I only yeah. have one and I don't have to specify. But my cousin who has two grandmothers does Grandma Baker and Gam Gam for the Not a fan one. of Gam Gam. How old Not is this jam. person calling the, the woman Gam Gam at this time? He's now... Too old? Probably 22. 20. I think it's just with, a single Gam now. Still going with Gam. That's not as bad. That's mm-hmm. not as bad. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Okay, my first question for you. You're going to know this. What's Trevor's mm-hmm. favorite dank meme? Damn, Daniel! J- Jason jumping right the in. White bands. Yeah, a lot of my questions are about Trevor, you'll come to learn. My next question is a Trevor question. Where does Trevor love and hate the lemon bars? <laughs> I love them on my lips, but I hate them on my hips. <laughs> that made me laugh so fucking hard. Adam Scott's pretty great in this episode. He is. He plays obnoxious so well. What's the name of the restaurant where the gang goes for food and drinks? What's the I name? I almost wrote this down. It was some hodgepodge of words. It was like... Kind of. American nope. Hollywood nope. steak nope. country flag. Cowboy skyscraper buffet. Nice. And then it says like Hollywood off to the sign. It's not part and of the And it has title. like a You're picture right. of the Seattle Space Needle or whatever. It's so funny. What images are they going to show to Jason during his test? Oh, man. Um, a safe. Mm-hmm. A snorkel. Uh-huh. And whippet canisters. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. I done. watched the episode right before we started recording. Today. It's really <laughs> fresh on my mind. Who is on the pop culture Mount Rushmore at the oh, restaurant? That was, that was one of my questions. Let's see if I can remember. remember. It was, uh, I want to go in order. There's four. David Hasselhoff. Uh-huh. I'm going to fuck up the order. Judge Judy uh-huh. was third. Paris Hilton was second. Mm-hmm. Fourth was. You can do it. It's in there. Uh-huh. I believe you. Brother. A brother. 
Yeah. He's a brother. He has a brother. <sighs> no, you he don't is have the it. Brother. brother Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's who it was. I was I was like, it was an athlete of some kind. <laughs> I thought really it was funny. a funny choice that Judge Judy was in black and white and all their yeah. in one color. I didn't quite get that. <laughs> that's hilarious. What did Dick Tracy say according to Trevor? Oh, man. I gave you the easy uh, of, the, of the three possible. Honestly, but ones. no, that's the one that I remember the least. I remember the ones Michael says more because <laughs> he says the thing about the watch phone. Mm-hmm. And then he says, joke's on you. Cheaty and Eleanor's bond is unbreakable. <laughs> I'd, Dick Tracy just called. I don't remember what Trevor's mm-hmm. was, actually. You're a butt face and he's been uh, plowing your mom. And he's been plowing your mom. Nice. <laughs> Trevor has a couple good lines like that. I wrote a yeah. couple of them down. What table does the gang end up at? Are they at the Montana table? Montana. Nice. How expensive is the Manifest Destiny package? That's so fucking funny. That's that incredible. That joke is incredible. It's $30, and they'll forcibly remove any table you want. I remember when I watched this episode for the first time with Danny, you know, her not growing up in American schools. She doesn't know. They Manifest teach Manifest Destiny. Destiny like it's a good fucking thing. I, like, mm-hmm. explained that to her. I was like, well, you see, the, uh, the, the colonizers power of God on thought side. that God had promised them all of this land, so they just took it. <laughs> and Americans get mad about the Middle East conflict. Yep. Well, maybe because they, they, they just Different didn't God. take it. As far they just got to take it. As far as we believe it to be. Different yeah. God. Same God. Different, Different God. God. Same God. Was that your from turn. the Montana question? No, that was from your question. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> group activities does Trevor want to get up to in their potential shared house? He gives two. Three. Four. He gives four. Fuck, I don't know. He says, we should rent a house together. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. We could do pranks for my vlog. I were th- okay. We could do one of those ice bucket challenges I've been sending mm-hmm. you. Or maybe just a Harlem shake, and mm-hmm. I can make some Jamaican food with my Jamaican accent, accent. man. Oh, I love the, the smoking the joints. Smoking the joints. <laughs> and then he goes, Deplorable. that's a Jamaican accent. <laughs> that sure was does. one of my hardest laughs of the whole episode. I remembered he that sure scene, does. but couldn't voice it. Okay, this is kind of a, a fuck you question. I'm sorry. What Let's instrument see. does the Native American statue have in the restaurant? Whoa. Hmm, is it racist to just guess? <laughs> no, just guess. It's not anything to do with Native American heritage or yeah. culture. I'm going to so guess some type flute of flute. Out. Oh, I was mm. going to guess like a regular flute, though. But you just... Mm. It's not a flute. told me it was out. Not a flute. You want me to oh, guess a heart? saxophone. Oh, no, I don't think I saw the statue. And like Blues Brothers glasses. I tend to watch these episodes with my eyes closed, mostly. Uh, I just want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what does Trevor like about going to the bathroom? Okay, uh, part of this is, is, is a question I have, but he has a whole thing. Uh, it's like Two the things. smells, mm-hmm. and then he wants to stick his hands in the toilet, so he everything he touches gets a little bit of poop on it. Yep. I thought that was really funny. What is Eleanor getting cheaty from the bar? Mm. <laughs> Either hot tea or regular temperature Xanax, which yes. <laughs> Cheaty seems kind of interested in. I know, he's into it. He's like, oh, I only have one question left. Mine is, what happened on Earth because of Michael's meddling? Okay, uh, Brexit, mm-hmm. England left Europe, mm-hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars are good now. They might even there's make two the playoffs. I, there's two more. I didn't get this one. I don't know who this person is, the person that right. like... Uh, Do you remember his name? Now, it's like Alan That's, no. Park or something. No, Byron Adams Byron runs the Weather Adams Channel now. Runs Weather Channel. Is that bad? I don't know. I don't know. Weird. There's one more. And then the other one, it was the second one they said. Mm-hmm. 
He's trying. Yeah, the, oh, the he's trying. The Hugh Jackman PT Barnum. Oh movie yeah, made, made four million dollars. Four hundred million dollars. Yeah. The theme of the competition I was just at was the greatest show. Wow. And we did a whole like area for like a whole Midwest. Like all the teachers, a lot of us did like a pro show number to the panic disco version of ladies and gents this is the moment you've waited for uh, a little late Whoa! on that one that movie came out five years they ago. just keep fucking recycling yeah. this shit it was big but yes those are the ones i mm-hmm. i get like a, a partial credit for that one what is all over the wall in the bathroom i'm gonna rapid fire my last four to you what is all over the wall in the bathroom i don't know license plates from different states oh yeah i remember mm-hmm. now yeah mm-hmm. um who is jason's fanciest friend and if you can give me why, I'll give you a bonus. Well, I definitely know that why was because he had a limo and he got to dr- he drove around people in a limo and he got to drive everywhere in a limo. But I kind of forget his name. Was it Ronnie? Yeah, you got nice. it, baby boy. Hell yeah. Absolutely. What does Cheaty write on the whiteboard after not getting much sleep the night before? Oh, mm, don't have it. Palto instead of Plato. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't catch that. That's um, and then what photo wow, is on the wall? In Eleanor's hotel room. And you had two of mine. A koala. A koala. Big old koala. I liked that. Well, that's trivia. So let's talk about this episode. We have been enjoying season three so far, if not a little bit more tepidly than the first two seasons. And we were hoping that this episode with a title that we remembered would be one to help change the tide. How are you feeling season three watch now that we've seen the first three? I think that this is probably the funniest episode of the season so far to me Maybe. i had probably laughed the most but i don't know i don't know i mm. i left the episode feeling wow that was really funny wow i remember where this goes i think that's i don't that's remember the where it goes is i uh, ah well i'm i'm excited for the progression to keep going i think that every character was representative of themselves in this episode and i liked that we see that the characters don't respond necessarily exactly like Trevor thinks they will. Mm -hmm. And I think that shows, if nothing else, at least a little bit of growth has occurred. But I don't know. I don't know, Zach. I know, too. I'm still on this I don't know plane. Like It wasn't bad by any means, but it was far from earth shattering. It's one of those episodes that does what The Good Place does so well. It gives us a conflict. Mm -hmm. It gets to a point when you're like, are they just going to do this forever? And then yeah. something hard stops the issue and takes us to the next earth-shattering thing. But mm-hmm. for some reason, three episodes in, I'm still waiting for the moment that's got me like, I'm in. Yeah. What's going to happen next? Even not remembering what happens next. And I'm mm-hmm. still... I am kind of. I think this episode ends well from that perspective. Yeah. I think this episode has the strongest moments of the season so far. Definitely. And let's talk through it and see how we feel about it because I do still have the same. I don't know. Why am I not in love with season three? Mm-hmm. I was thinking earlier this week, before we did a podcast about this show, I would always describe The Good Place as a show that I liked much more as the characters being used as chess pieces in like Michael's afterlife Mm -hmm. bureaucracy game and so i didn't care so much about their relationships and i didn't care so much about then them as people on earth i wanted to get back to this weird interpretation of the afterlife and its weird angle of it and how the people are just cogs in it i don't know if we've talked about this before but go before we started doing the podcast about this show i would rank my favorite seasons as two four one three having three Mm. at the lowest and so far nothing in season three has been bad by any means 
but I think I'm still waiting, like you said, for that thing that's like, okay, yeah. this is, I'm in, I'm hooked, I'm like dying to see what happens next, which I still am, but it's it's not quite to the degree that it was last season, which probably hurts season three a little bit because season two is so good from top to bottom. Well, yeah. and even this time watching through the show and taking our time with it and tracking the characters, I've gotten more invested in the characters and mm-hmm. more invested in their relationships, especially Janet and Jason, who are adorable. Yeah. I've even grown to really love Chidi and Eleanor as a mm-hmm. romantic pairing and grown to appreciate how well the show makes Simone a worthy cog in that you know yeah. something to mess that up in a way that we can root for them too but still for some reason even in this really human season i'm left wanting the crazy shit to start happening and mm-hmm. i'm a little bit sick of not sick of because i love the show but because we watch it from a critical angle if i was just exactly. watching the show i wouldn't say things like i'm just sick of but in that context i'm just sick of Oh, well, what's going to happen? We're going to get marbleized. We're going to get retired for the 11th time. No, we're not. There's a thing that's going to come right yeah. at the last second to keep things going. Even though I do think the thing at the end with the reasoning they get out of the judge's It's really clever, really funny. It's clever and visual. works. Mm-hmm. Let's talk through it and see how we land, okay? Let's You're do ready. it. Let's dive in. Well, the episode starts off kind of where we left off last time with Janet and Michael reading the ticker tape. Janet's warning Michael that something really dangerous is coming, but Michael's already on it. He knows that the most evil being in existence has made an end with the humans, that we're, it is really bad news. We've got to watch out. And of course, as we already know, it's Trevor. And I love the cut here from the most evil being in existence to Trevor being a goofy, bright, dorky, smiling dude who's winning these humans over with his Nana's lemon bars. Yeah. Lemon bars, you into them? Would you smash some lemon bars? I fuck with a lemon bar. It's not my ideal treat. My but that's sister a, actually that's a makes treat really that's made with love. Bars. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's not my favorite. A little too tart for me, usually. Mm, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lemon boy. I'll eat lemons lemon raw. Boy. You do really like the lemon pepper. Lemons mm-hmm. raw is good. I like lemons. Yeah. I don't know. That's where he says the line that you called out, love them on my lips, hate them on my hips. And everyone laughs. They like this guy already. He's giving them good vibes. And Trevor is delighted to meet the reason this is all happening, Eleanor. And the joke Eleanor has that's funny here, talking about, oh, I'm not used to hearing that unless I'm in small claims court, being the reason that everything's happening. I think something I like better about this episode the second time this time watching it was seeing how early Trevor is planting the seeds that become the focus of the second half of the episode. Seeing him do things here and from the beginning being like, hello, the reason that we're all here, Mm -hmm. this all hinges on you to put that pressure pressure on Eleanor. That's pretty clever. I like that. Trevor thanks Eleanor from the heart and it seems like it in this moment, just like it does for the humans, you get why it wins them over. But mm-hmm. there's like this weird edge to it. He thanks Eleanor from the heart and gives her a hug. Oh, we're going for a long hug here. Oh, that's so I a hair hate too that. long, very yeah. long. Do you know people that give hugs consistently a hair too long? If mm. not for you, they hug somebody close to you for too long. See, I like... feel like I am a casual hugger. I'll go in for a quick hug. So anytime I've had a long hug, it's been with a loved one, mm-hmm. like someone that I'm very, very close with. I don't think I've ever had. Uh, uh, that's probably not true. I do theater. And I stuff hug like you that. for way too long. But we've had moments that have warranted a long hug. Mm-hmm. And nowadays we don't see each other that often. Yeah. And we are interconnected in a lot of weird ways that I don't think it's weird. Zach and I actually make love like they do in Avatar. We just braid our hair together and yeah. go to town. 
that is something maybe the Zach and Steven shippers out there might like to know, because as sour as we are towards each other mm-hmm. on the show, when we see each other in person, we genuinely do exchange in a long hug. Yeah. The world stops for a moment. And Danny and Lil aren't just staring a few steps <laughs> they away, fade away on a Chicago curb, needing our help to carry stuff. It's just you and me in that moment. So they're having the long hug, and Eleanor says, are you crying? <laughs> but he's just really happy to be here. And Chidi's like, oh, well, yeah, that's great. He goes in to begin his speech, kind of a philosophy class mm-hmm. moment. A class, a good place set up, but it's just different because they're on Earth and they're actually in a university instead of like Chidi's makeshift university setting. They're in a university together. It kind of makes the whole thing a little different. And while he begins to speak, Trevor's evil face comes out for a second while he's looking at Eleanor. And then right away, he goes back into his his poker face. And that's Mm -hmm. the cut to theme song. Really like Trevor in this episode. I like how silly and annoying he is. Adam Scott plays the character perfectly, and it takes someone who, I don't know. I feel like it takes someone who is inherently kind of likable to be able to play a character like this so disturbingly, horribly Mm -hmm. well. It's crazy how good he is at being just annoying and awful. And he does it so believably. Like, like they wouldn't think, oh, this guy's just fucking with us necessarily. They think, wow, he's just exhausting because there are people that are like this on a smaller degree of course because he's a demon yeah but it's believable enough that i buy that nobody's like what's this guy's problem especially because he's so nice about all of it it's like oh let's get drinks let's play a fun game if anyone can't relate because all the worst guys are like i'm a nice guy i deserve Uh everything i want yeah, I think it's funny. I feel like on this show, with certain bits and characters that they return to a lot, you can kind of tell what the writers really, like, globbed on to, what they really yeah. liked. And I feel like they really liked writing bits for Trevor. Because this oh, episode totally. is just stuffed it's with Trevor stuff, it. and I really like it. Later on, Chidi is explaining the process of events for their experiment with the scans and with his data processing to Simone. And Simone is planning on showing each of the humans these pictures that are going to trigger their near-death experiences. And she flashes the ones of Jason. I really like Chidi's reaction. Got it. Also, what a grim death that would have been. (laughs) Tahani and Eleanor have a little moment here. I think there's a chance that this might be an episode where we catch some that wasn't in my episodes. Yeah. Because my version of this episode was like 24 minutes long. Damn. Was yours like 21 and a half? Do you think? It was like, yeah, 22-ish. Okay, okay. Because there's this moment here. Did you get the moment of Tahani talking about her gold bra? Yes. Okay. Tahani's unsure if her pure gold brassiere will work in the MRI. She says it like, well, it's a very thin, very pure. Pure gold. Gold. And She's worried like, if it'll yeah, work I got in the same MRI. thing. I got some copper-colored stains. <laughs> Are her armpits bleeding? <laughs> well, sweat changes color when it's on there. It's gross. Mine is pure clear. Pure clear. Mm-hmm. Wow. Pure clear. Do you sweat rust colors? If you're wearing I a white shirt and you get really sweaty into it and you don't like I clean sweat it properly, a lot it sometimes. turns like a, like a yellowish orangish. I don't think I do. But how often do you sweat in white shirts? That's true. I'll have to do it next time and give it the test. Yeah. Like, really, like, get sweaty under your arms. Like, don't wear deodorant and just, like, muck it up. I would never be caught wearing deodorant. (laughs) I'm a natural musk fella. Nice. You slap some coconut oil on those bad boys and call it a day. Not even. They're chafed. They're dry. They hurt. (laughs) 
So Trevor wanders in, and he's wondering why Eleanor hasn't responded to any of the dank memes he's been sending. I really like the spiritual connection that Jason and Trevor have in this episode. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of really, really funny Jason moments in this episode. I think Jason's a great time. Then they cleverly use Jason as one of the reasons Eleanor doesn't want to stick around. When Mm -hmm. typically Eleanor is kind of into Jason's vibe, you get why when there's two of them that are like this, that Eleanor would not go for Jason. Jason, in this moment, he's getting ready to go into the MRI, and he's holding a spider, and he's trying to hide it, and he's being really coy about it, and Eleanor catches it, and it's, like, cute and funny and stupid. Oh, Mrs. Teacher, for my turn, is there any way to get, like, extra radiation? There is no radiation in an MRI. But why'd you ask? Uh, no reason. Jason? What do you got in your hand there, bud? Nothing. Is it a spider? Yes. Do you think taking a spider in an MRI machine will give you superpowers? Hey, it might work. He already bit me a bunch of times and gave me the power to swallow up my hand. Oh my god. What? (laughs) Then we get that Michael, I like how much of this episode takes place on Earth. Yeah. We do see the doorman and all that set at the end, and we see the ticker tape in the beginning. But here we just see that, oh, Michael's on Earth. We don't see mm-hmm. him sneaking away again. We just know, Jesus, he's Michael, doing it again. you're doing it again. You're on Earth. He's in a trench coat. He's coming in disguise, and he corners Trevor in a hallway. This is yeah. where the Dick Tracy bit begins that runs through the episode. What do you think of it? Do you think it's that funny? The first time, the first interaction, I'm kind I of the opposite. Kind of I think it's funnier the more Michael gets it wrong. I don't think it's that funny in the first place. I think so, because Michael's dressed like Dick Tracy, because that's is, his that's only true. idea of Dick Tracy being very famously would wear yellow, though. Well, it's the modern so, times. I don't know. He asked Trevor why he's here, and Trevor has the line that really... I, I wrote down this line more than the Dick Tracy line, where he says, mm-hmm. you think we're just going to sit around in the bad place blowing beefers while you're <laughs> down on Earth boning us in the meat hole? He also calls him, like, knuckle nuts at one point, and that was fucking good. What is blowing beefers? Is that turds? I can only think it... No. You think that's a sexual practice? Well, the only thing I can think of that... pertains to like (laughs) beef that i hear is not no oh i don't want to say it maybe that's just me you don't want to say it well then say it and we'll bleep it have you heard of (laughs) so people call the (laughs) so you think they're talking about (laughs) blowing (laughs) maybe i don't think it's that but i don't know what it is (laughs) <laughs> I, that's when someone says oh, i'm blowing beefers <laughs> all i can think says, of how is... many times <laughs> someone said that to you a lot we're gonna I've sit proposition bad place blowing beefers while you're down on earth boning us in the meat hole that one's clear boning us that in one's the meat pretty clear pretty yeah clear but i guess not is the meat hole where you eat the meat or is the meat hole where you take the meat both i think <laughs> yeah a lot of meat well holes. demons don't understand orifices made of meat holes. that's true Blowing beefers. <laughs> Demons don't have buttholes, confirmed. Michael wants to interfere, but there's nothing he can do without kind of revealing his sneakiness and his lies to the judge and to the powers that be. So the bad place is kind of able to step in and hack their way in and have Trevor meddle in the way that they would like, the way that they think is fun. If Michael's yeah. going to do it his way, they get to as well. Trevor also might hang around Earth for a while because he sent in a really good audition tape to the bachelorette oh i didn't get that part that's he's like yeah and i might stick around for a while i sent in this tape for the bachelorette they're really interested it's really good (laughs) that's really funny 
And that's when Michael says, I'm working on a update to your Dick Tracy bit and mm-hmm. it's going to devastate you. That might have even made it funnier that there's an extra line, an extra between, pause yeah. for Michael to fester on it before he brings it back up. In mine, I think he like, they just go right back fast. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, Michael's convinced that Eleanor and Chidi will always improve, regardless mm-hmm. of the schemes working against them, regardless of what Trevor does to metal. But Trevor is sure that here on Earth with them, he'll be able to get one of them to quit. There's nothing that's going to stop him. And Michael can't do anything to interfere because all of the humans have seen him before as yeah. different people. So if he shows up, he has to show up as one of them. Or only... It's just gotten really complicated for Michael mm-hmm. to get involved in the way that he does. And obviously... Obviously, this sets up Janet being a player in this episode, which I remembered once it happened, but I was yeah. removed enough for her showing up as the waitress to make me go. Me it too. was one of my oh moments of the episode. I was very excited for that. I thought that if anything has been missing this season, it's seeing Janet interact. And well, we got a lot of that this week. Later this season... I know that this season has upside because we get mm-hmm. one of the very, very best episodes of the entire yes. series, Janet's. Janet's. Which might take the cake for Dance Dance Resolution. Yeah. And it is an episode that features, if I remember solely, maybe just a little glimpses of other people, but it's all Darcy Carden. And she yeah, I anchors think one of the other best episodes of the entire representing, series. Representing, yeah. Kind of in a virtual systems analysis community kind of way Mm -hmm. where Abed is Jeff and then he's Annie. Exactly. You kind of see that in this one. I'm very, very excited to to get to that one. So that makes me feel a little bit better that we'll get there eventually if we Mm -hmm. we keep chugging through a totally fine season. We just haven't showed up like, oh my God. Anyway, Trevor leaves and says, later days, dingus. And after he's out of earshot, Michael says, oh, Dick Tracy called. And he, his watch phone, I didn't write down exactly what he said. Yeah, it's his funny watch that... phone said, watch out. Or like <laughs> Trevor's already gone. He's like, oh, it's a second too late. I don't think that's what it was, Michael. That was funny. After the scan, the humans and Chidi and Simone and all of them, they're all together. And Tahani is concerned that maybe the picture didn't get her best side she says did yours have that line she's like this is my best side and i don't know if the scan got that and simone says well so. it's a picture of the inside of your skull so i think mm-hmm. it's going to be fine is i don't know yours? if mine had that one it, yeah. i don't remember it but it might have been there it probably was because it sets up this joke if it was in yours where jason's like oh also i don't think it matters but i think i left a lot of peanut butter in the machine that's really funny was that in your episode you don't think it was, because that's really funny. He's like, oh, yeah. also, I'm sure it doesn't matter, but I think I left a lot of peanut butter in the machine. And Simone's like, oh, well, actually, that does matter a lot, and I'm going to go clean that up. <laughs> Chidi dismisses the class so he and Simone can observe the results from the scans, and Eleanor stands over and talks to Chidi and decides to ask him if they could get back to having their one-on-one lessons together. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, but it makes sense this way that there's a crack in their connection, that Chidi on Earth, as opposed to Chidi in the afterlife doesn't have the time to commit to one person like that he's not being cruel to eleanor he's not unwilling to help teaching a whole class he is unable to do that he just doesn't have the time but he's convinced that the group lessons have an opportunity to be even better for eleanor but she knows that that's not really true she doesn't Mm -hmm. like trevor and she's not sure about the rest of them and i don't know we'll see where this goes a little bit later 
Trevor comes in at that moment. He wants to take everyone sightseeing. He wants to go to Sydney. He knows all the best places. He comes over to Eleanor and says, what do you think, East Street Band? Which was a really funny, <laughs> yeah. douchey thing to call Eleanor. And Eleanor is just dodging everything Trevor wants to do. That's too cool. I don't know. I'd rather go to a bar and have one to eight drinks and mm-hmm. then go to bed. And Trevor is, of course, the type of guy that's just going to immediately invite himself and say, oh, well, that sounds fun. I'm going to go to... I know the best place for homesick Americans. Do you have yeah. people like this in your life that yes. are like, oh, that sounds great for dinner tonight. I'll see you there. Hate that. Hate that. Hate, hate, hate it. Have I ever but done yes. it in a way that has made you cringe? No. Would you tell me if I had? Because I could take it. I don't know. I think that people that are like, I don't tend to usually have FOMO about things because I am pretty happy with my life and yeah. where I'm at with it. But of course, we all have like little moments of it. But I know people that get really offended if multiple people they know are doing something and they're not a part of it. I don't feel that way. Yeah, I didn't think you were that type of person. I mean, everyone has little twinges of jealousy sometimes. Like, oh, I'm not in this friend's wedding party. I feel like I'm really close to that person. But You can sit outside. But not in a way like that. I don't know. Lil, however, will be in my wedding (laughs) party. Your best man, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So we've got to talk about this restaurant, the Cowboy Skyscraper mm-hmm. Buffet. It reminds Love me a it. lot of the episode of Rested Development where Michael and Rita go to an American restaurant in Wee Britain in California. Yes. And they get like a – for the appetizer, it's a thing with a bunch of donuts stacked up. <laughs> and I think this one's even better. It's so silly, but there are so many specific references and jokes that make me laugh that it mm-hmm. never makes me roll my eyes. I love all the time that we spend here. This is the type of thing that I like seeing if the good place is going to take itself to earth to yeah. show us something really zany and crazy on earth and i kind of think that's what this restaurant is it made me laugh quite a bit what about you i made me laugh a lot too you know especially seeing firsthand how other countries kind of view americans this is absolutely the type of american restaurant that would be not in america because it's like oh well they love guns and Montana and Judge Judy, so let's put that shit everywhere. There's an Australian hostess that feigns an American accent and then drops it (laughs) when she has to say anything other than like the line that she gives. And Trevor, we talked about this, but he really specifically wants the swamp stenchy Florida table because they get it just right. Someone seated there. But if you purchase our Manifest Destiny package for $30, you can have anyone you want forcibly removed from the table. We'll just sit anywhere. That is so funny. funny. It's literally perfect. That's so good. It's okay that they don't, but I wouldn't have hated seeing it happen in the background. In the background, someone someone else. While (laughs) I think that's such a funny idea. That makes this even better than the Arrested Development one. That's such an American thing. I love it so much. I love that it's an American show taking the shit out of America. I think that's really funny. Mm -hmm. When your table's ready, this gun will go off. I think this is real. (laughs) (laughs) Super funny. They're seated at their table, the Montana table. I noticed that it had Dana Carvey as the church lady from SNL on it. Nice. And I didn't really know who the other pictures are, but that was the one I clocked. And Trevor's just loving this place. It's great. He loves it. Tahani brings up that she's been to Montana. She hunted woolly mammoths with Ted Turner once in Montana. Everyone's like, <laughs> that what? wasn't in my it's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Everyone's like, what? Woolly mammoths? Aren't they extinct? She's like, oh, yes. I must be misremembering. Woolly mammoths are extinct. He definitely doesn't have a secret Jurassic Park, if that's what you're thinking about. That's, that's funny so bit. funny. I like it. Yeah, it wasn't in mine. 
Trevor talks about just having met them, but being so excited to be a part of this group. And he's so excited that he made the sweatshirts, the Brainy Bunch sweatshirts. And I don't know, how do you feel Brainy Bunch sweatshirt versus Dress Bitch t-shirt? Which is going in your closet first? Dress Bitch. It is a really specific reference Mm -hmm. that is a little jarring if you see it in public, I think. Yeah. I think I might go with Brainy Bunch. Okay. Well, Brainy Bunch is more PC. Well, you know, because you can it's wear that to the multicultural. The shirt. Is. Yeah. Well, and you can wear that if you're gonna go squeeze some babies somewhere. That's true. <laughs> so it's a good baby squeeze. You should sweatshirt. be wearing a sweatshirt. Next time, I'll wear a sweatshirt when I when I'm mm-hmm. hanging out of the baby gap. We did talk about that earlier, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Jason's super into the sweatshirts in the restaurant, and Trevor, and he's all into it. They look at the sweatshirts, and the back of it says, I went to Australia, and all I got was this lousy cross-disciplinary academic study and a ton of new (laughs) best friends. That's so funny. Jason talks about how, since they're on a team, they all need nicknames, and he lists, like, Megatron, Bumblebee, whatever he says for all of them. Jazz. And that's what you can all call me. me. Now we got to come up with ones for you. First round's on Trevor. He's going to use it to toast Eleanor, the reason we're all here, really nailing that home. And their waitress pops up in time to suggest the jalapeno poppers, which we realize it's Janet with some beautifully tasteful midriff action going on. Big Mm -hmm. fan of the American restaurant Janet. We were boys raised in the early 2000s. I always talk to Danny about how, like, for me at a very formative age, midriff like yeah. was one thing i associated with like attractiveness and so that was just ingrained in my brain that if someone was showing midriff i was like nice it's truly one of those things that's attractive on me. every body type too yep love it show just a little bit of them tums guys. give me them belly buttons yeah yeah that's what i tried to say at the baby gap and they said yeah dude you already crossed a line get out of here <laughs> and then i went and did it at the reebok it was fine there they didn't care Janet recommends the daily special drink, the 4th of July. Did you hear this? Yeah, I don't remember everything that was in it. I got it. it It's half of an apple pie blended with Southern Comfort and Coca-Cola served in a Chevy hubcap. Put some ice cream in that. I'd fuck with it. I think I would, too. I think I absolutely would. Honestly, blend that shit up. I'd, I'd get down with that. So that's the drink. But Trevor just asks for some beers. And when when he does, Janet has an awkward like where she tries to summon something and fails. They're mm-hmm. really clever with the She's Janet like, trying Pierce. to do Janet things. And all the humans are just like, this waitress is kind of weird. Yeah. It's not so weird that you're like, what is this? It's really funny. She says really clearly to Trevor, she'll be here the entire time tonight watching everything they order. <laughs> <laughs> and then she leaves and Trevor suggests, you know what? Let's all go in on a house. Let's live together. Let's be roomies. Jason, roomies. He's really into roomies. the idea. But Eleanor's not into this. She mm-hmm. hates the idea. She hates all of Trevor's ideas for the vlog and for the ice bucket challenge and the Jamaican accent. It's just all really unsettling and it's getting worse for Eleanor and it's piling on. And it would for me too. I would not want to be around that guy. No, not at all. And I'm not often, kind of like Eleanor here, I'm not often in a position where I have to be around someone like that that I really don't like and just put a smile on. I usually can just avoid people I don't like. It'd be tough. Yeah, you hide. You hide under the table. You go in the bathroom, lock the stall, climb out the tiny little window. Yeah. Yeah. Zach and I have never finished a meal without him (laughs) escaping through the tiny bathroom window. I just get nervous. Yeah, I get it. I don't know what's expected of me after the meal. You know what's expected of you after the meal. (laughs) 
Michael in disguise comes to Janet at the bar who's like struggling to pour the beers and he wants an update, but she's too caught on her loss of power. She's freaking out. And Michael is like also having trouble. He is a bad liar here all of a sudden. And he's in his this body. It's always either too dry <laughs> or too wet. Yeah. But Janet's tortured by not knowing things. Her knowledge base cut off exactly at the moment they came. So there was this guy in Venezuela named Raul who was eating a ham sandwich, and now she'll never know if he did or not. If he finished I like it. when she goes, I have to find him. That's <laughs> like, I have to go. I have to go find him. Michael needs Janet to get herself together, though. She needs to get Trevor away from the humans. As Trevor is starting to make Chidi think that maybe it's a little unprofessional that he's hanging out mm-hmm. with, with everybody and, and maybe that's going to affect his work. And, of course, that's all he needs to be a dagger in Chidi's whole belief system. No, I never thought that. I mean, I, I kind of do now. Should I not be socializing? I'm sure it's fine. I mean, how much harm could it possibly do? Good point. Such a good point that I'm going to go think about how good a point that is over there by myself for several minutes. Excuse me. And Trevor, as soon as, like, to Eleanor, so with all these Star Wars movies, do you think they'll make a new Spaceballs? Here's my idea for a Spaceballs. <laughs> as he's just throwing popcorn behind him and missing. Yeah. Which I didn't write down. That's so funny. There's just a complimentary bowl of popcorn on the table. Yeah, the that was good. There. I am not with space balls, but I am the type. That's where I relate to Trevor a little bit. Like mm-hmm. sitting down and be like, okay, totally socially unaware of what just happened. I have this great idea for a show. <laughs> During that, Eleanor's like, I got to go. I, I just got this text and I have to leave to go get it. I have to check mm-hmm. it. And Janet arrives with the beers and jalapeno poppers for the other three. She says, you know, I had to transport these through space like a chump. <laughs> While she does this, she spills a beer on Trevor and tells him to go to the bathroom or go away and never come back. Yeah, go home and never come back. But he made extra brainy bro- He has extra brainy bunch sweatshirts. So he's covered. He doesn't have to do anything. He can just switch that bad boy out. <laughs> Tahani is looking at the menu. Did yours have this? Where she's like, oh, finally, a salad. No. Oh, it's so funny. She's like looking at the menu. She's like, oh, finally, I found a salad. The Mount Rushmore. Two heads of iceberg lettuce battered and deep fried and garnished with a 32-ounce country fried steak. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Jason, does he say the thing about the fire height, fire hose? I forget what he call, what it's called, but he's like, I'm going to order this. They come out every 10 minutes and blast you with hot chili from a fire hose. <laughs> this place is awesome. <laughs> that sounds incredible. I'd fuck with that. That's such a good fit. I wish that yeah. was in yours. That made me laugh so hard. Trevor commits his Tahani and Jason to play a drinking game. Why don't mm-hmm. you guys take a drink every time one of you says something that the other person can't relate to? And then Tahani goes on a tangent about playing drinking games with kombucha with mm-hmm. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. And Jason's says do i have to drink for every word i don't know (laughs) up to you (laughs) just drink and drink a lot it'd be a fun game to just drink when someone says something you can't relate to yeah we should do that on this podcast sometime yeah we should we'll both talk about our day our cultural upbringing Ooh, our day would be a good one too you'd be like yeah i was on my feet all day and i'd be like already hammered <laughs> Michael freaks out to Janet because Chidi left and Eleanor left and it's all just going wrong and it's happening fast and Trevor is getting what he wanted to get done done immediately. Janet says that she wishes she could drop a steamroller on Trevor's head, but I don't have my powers, so I can only what? Kick him with my soft feet? <laughs> 
Michael asks her to keep interfering so he can use his librarian bit one more time to help push Chidi in the right direction, which is just gonna go totally wrong. We see Trevor and Tahani and Jason doing shots while Eleanor takes a moment to try to calm Chidi down. I really like the way that this episode subtly it does stuff on on a deeper level mm-hmm. that is worth appreciating because it shows us all the things that usually happen when there's a conflict. Eleanor goes to Chidi. Chidi goes yeah. to Eleanor. They talk about it. They figure it out. That doesn't really work this time. And you no. see why it doesn't. You see why Chidi would be too overwhelmed about the success of this to need to take a step back. And you see why Eleanor would be like, this is too deep for me. There's too much. It's too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. I got to dip down. I like that. Well, and I really like how this really leans heavy into how important their friendship is to Eleanor, no matter the timeline, no matter the circumstances. Yeah. Having Chidi as a friend first yeah. is really important. And that's, that's so why cute. the relationship building works so well, because he's with Simone. She's not trying to break them up or anything. She's like, I came here because you inspired me at my lowest to be a better person. And now I feel like I'm only getting a fraction of your time and any time that i am around you i'm yeah. drowned out by the two idiots <laughs> yeah and tahani's just okay you know and she'll so. say that to him later but here it's really sweet because she starts to say the things like well i thought we were kind of friends because he's been talking like i'm and worried like, oh no <laughs> i'm gonna skew the study so we can be acquaintances we can be colleagues but if you talk to me like this, we're going to be confidants, and I can't have that. And mm-hmm. you're right. Eleanor says, I thought we were friends. Oh, no, you're right. What have I done? And Eleanor, <laughs> I love the line. Well, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get you a hot tea or a regular temperature Xanax, and he's really down for both, mm-hmm. and steps away. Immediately, one door opens and another closes. Michael steps in. It's me, the librarian from the hey, library. Hey, Professor <laughs> Adangonye? I thought I recognized you. He goes into his wise advice play again, but it's gotten really messy. And mm-hmm. it's he's having trouble coming up with wise ways to connect to Chidi's thing vaguely. And Chidi, here, there's another scene with him in a second, but she's noticing. Yeah. Know? He's like, why are you here? What, I didn't even tell well, you anything. Well, he's like, oh, you know, when I'm in situations like these, and he's like, I didn't tell you anything's going on. He's like, ah, mm-hmm. tell me what's well, going on, and I'll tell you, tell you how on. I react in situations like what you're about to describe. Michael's got so many threads going on that he doesn't even, of course, Chidi didn't tell me what's going on. He yeah. knows everything that's going on, so he just steps in. Yeah, yep. Meanwhile, Tahani is getting cuddly on Jason's chest Mm -hmm. uh, as Janet steps in to recommend that they each have a gallon of water to really sober up. (laughs) But it's okay. Trevor called these two lovebirds a cab, asks for the check, and tells Janet, hey, you should smile more. You'll get more tips. How many dance uh, (laughs) customers tell you that you should smile at them more to get tipped more? Oh, I'm smiling hard the whole time. If I took a dance lesson from you and you were just wide grinned the entire time, unflinching. One more time. Wow, good job. Buddy. I don't know how you talk to people or how dancers talk to people. That's what you'd say to me. Is that what you do? Okay. Yeah, just a lot of that. There's a cute little moment here with Tahani and Jason. They do always have cute little interactions, kind of like the Chidi Simone versus mm-hmm. Chidi and Eleanor. I don't really want Tahani and Jason to end up together, but you see why they, in several scenarios, become attracted to each other and yeah. hook up or something. It just Well, they're both really, sense. really good looking. That's what happens here. <laughs> Tahani says to Jason, <laughs> gosh, you're pretty. And he says, nope, you're pretty. Pretty, pretty beautiful. beautiful. Really cute. 
Mm-hmm. Back to Michael, who's continuing to just biff it. My favorite thing that he says to Chidi here is, well, like I always say, there's only room for one male subject in an academic study, so keep the one who got there first. Huh, and catchy. Chidi's like, huh. Catchy. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> and just as he leaves, again, Eleanor shows up narrowly missing and shows up with a warm root beer. That's all they had when he, she asked for a hot tea. And it's like she's steaming. Like, she's like, actually, yeah. don't drink that. No, never mind. Don't drink that. Chidi decided that the best thing to do is to just head home, but encourages Eleanor that she needs to stay with the others. Eleanor then here says more directly, well, look, yeah, I'm not really into the group. I don't know about these people. I didn't fly here for them. I flew here to talk to you. Mm -hmm. But Chidi is certain that this is how it needs to be and that he'll see her tomorrow. Just as Trevor calls her back to the table just in time for trivia night, round one is all about Logan Paul. Was that in yours? Yeah, it was. He's like, I'm a total low bro. No, he says, you know I'm a member of the low gang. Sorry, low, low gang. gang or die. I really like the interaction. Eleanor says to him under her breath, You can put your head up your own butt. What? 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 There's an extra really dumb <laughs> yeah. what that made me laugh really hard. Okay, so then Trevor walks out of a bathroom stall, a different bathroom, to Janet and Michael, saying that they never give up and that they just need to let him do his thing because he's obviously winning. They ask him why he's in the bathroom, and this is where he learned he loves the smells and getting poop on his hands so he can touch things and cover them with poop in a post-COVID world. That's just so, so disturbing. That's so yeah. distressing. Were you... Do you think there are poop touchers around the world? Yeah. Running around just touching yep. stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's doing really well, he feels. He's tuning his own horn. Chidi's melting down and leaving Eleanor. Were you going to ask me if I early. stick my hand in toilets? <laughs> you said, were you? Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't that bad, but it was something that I was like, we don't need to have that conversation. I was going to say, were you an avid, like, intense hand washer before COVID? Or did that really ream in your brain that you need to do it every time, all the time, every day? I think I sanitize my hands more, more than like you use hand wash sanitizer. Your hands. Yes. And now you wash your hands a lot. After touching, like between every lesson I do that, I didn't use to that before. I thought you were going to ask just like, did I wash my hands? But, but did you COVID used didn't to play make me around with your more. little turds in the toilet like I did? Or was that <laughs> you know, just, just my... smush them all about? Just smush them out. I definitely, though, was like a young boy. Crops. I will admit here, one of my yeah. darkest secrets, yeah, I was like turds? one of those weird little kids that like for some reason would lie about washing their hands after going oh. like like I would I, I would literally run water for the length of time I would have to wash my hands and get my hands slightly wet so if anybody checked but it wouldn't wash my hands I, I, I did why. the same shit and it's so weird yeah and gross what and is why. wrong with, with I, was, I did all that shit little boys I feel yeah like. little boys just are gross I'm I like, would I don't do know why. that I would like avoid I would do the same sometimes for brushing my teeth yeah absolutely and now I like obsessively brush my teeth and I'm like, God damn, why didn't I do this when I was a child? Yeah, it takes no time at all. Okay. So Chidi's melting down. Eleanor left the bar early and Tahani and Jason went home together. I like that Trevor mentions here, which of course will cause Tahani to wake up the next day and be like, I got to get out of here. I like mm-hmm. that they add that touch to it because that makes a lot of sense. But Michael still stands firm and it's his conviction I don't know, he's gotten so cocky, and he's doing everything so messily. So he's still got this, no matter what, as long as I'm here, you guys will never succeed. But this time, he's wrong. Trevor knows, or at least, I guess Michael probably in the end is right. But in Mm -hmm. in this scenario, for a moment, Trevor does have the upper hand. He knows it. This is just a waiting game, and eventually the judge will show up, and... 
that they just have to agree to disagree and work against each other, and we'll see what happens. He mm-hmm. offers a handshake. Michael takes it, and he says, got you. Poop hand. <laughs> that was good. Did you ever I do like that, that after not washing your hands? No, I, I didn't poop hand anybody, not you intentionally. didn't poop hand anybody. Well, I guess you probably did if you never washed your hands. Never I think after poop a poop, hands. I would wash. I don't know. I feel like I don't believe you. After I don't the story know. You just told I don't remember every time I that I didn't wash did. my hands. Because I was a lot of times. Did you do this at school, too, or just at home? You did it at school, too. At home more than at school, but yeah. I probably did it at school. Well, because sure. there's a bunch of people around. You can't just get your hands wet and walk away. They'll be like, yeah. what are you doing? Or maybe and I judge people in public bathrooms who don't wash their hands. That's true. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Chidi, now we get to Chidi is really sleepy, and he didn't sleep any last night, and he's really struggling, and he's pushing through his day. Simone's talking to him, saying that he really needs to relax, but Chidi is so stuck on the study and making sure everything goes right and being professional and his place in it that he can't. He can't relax. Simone has this moment, I like it, where he she's kind of telling Chidi, have a little faith in me. I'll be able to tell you if you're crossing a line. You're fine. But Chidi doesn't quite trust that. He thinks that... This event is what everything is led up to. He's finally going to fix his brain and have a thesis and all this, and he can't blow it. Simone says, please, please, just get some sleep. You ate an egg like it was an apple. (laughs) I thought it was hard-boiled. But the shell. (laughs) That's a funny bit. Yeah. I really like this type of frazzled cheaty. We get more of him this season, and this is a good start of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Later on, Jason and Trevor are, like, working on a secret handshake together as Tahani walks into a room and says, Nobody look at me. I am both overhung and uncouth. <laughs> and when she says, don't look at me, Simone's like, I, I, don't, I, I don't, don't know what, what to, to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of little jokes in this episode that work. She yeah. wrote them all an apology letter, and she's like, I'm sorry for how it looks. It was hard for me to find a calligrapher at 5 a.m. this morning. So funny. Jason we learned did the right thing and got a drunk Tahani home safe. What a gentleman mm-hmm. got her home. Good guy, safe. Jason. And even like when Tahani is apologizing for her behavior says, I thought you were fun. Don't feel bad about yourself, which yeah. is a really great thing to hear when you feel a little insecure about like how you acted the yeah. night before. And he's like, I really liked getting to know you. And that's such a sweet yeah. thing to say to someone, <laughs> but he follows it with, you're the fanciest person I know. Fancier than limo Ronnie. That's driving fancy. a limo is pretty limo. fancy. It's probably not his limo. No, he's like a limo driver. But does he work for a company or did he buy his own limo? Well, he drives people in the limo okay. all day long. Chidi says that he's waiting on Eleanor so they can get started for the day. But Trevor speaks up and says, well, I kind of got the vibe last night that she might not show up. Chidi is concerned about this, but at first says, okay, well, we press on. We be professionals. We keep going. But instantly he looks at Simone and goes, should I? And Simone says, yes. And I already called you a cat, which is really cute. <laughs> Even when Simone is just a small side character in these episodes, she has these really cute, delicate moments. Mm -hmm. She's so great with Chidi. I love that moment of the, yes, I already got you a cab, but you can't drive. And then Chidi takes a second and goes, where's outside? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Eleanor, I didn't take a pause screen cap of this like I did with the baby magazine, but she's reading a really specific Australian magazine Mm -hmm. that has stuff about the Hemsworths and stuff about i forget what else it said but i, I it was funny it's worth a pause if it is uh, worth yeah i don't remember more dedicated it, to the but... show than the guy who talks about it for an hour and a half every week um he's really dazed i didn't get this bit he's like one second ago i was at the front desk and i don't know how he got this did he have like a tool that he was gonna break into the room with no he just is so sleepy he doesn't remember it was being like a rich or was it like a key room? on a thing yeah i don't know I don't know. It kind of went over my head exactly what the tool was and why he had it. I didn't even notice that he had a tool. 
He says, I don't know how I got this. And it's like a wrench or something. Eleanor says, you know what? I'm not into the group. And this is just different than I thought it was going to be. I came here to talk to you. I'm thinking about just going back to Arizona. And Chidi snaps out of it a little bit and has a really nice moment here, mm-hmm. kind of laying it bare for Eleanor and saying, well, look, uh, my whole life has been hard, and this study is more than just my thesis. It's a way for me to understand myself a little better. And I think we could be friends. As a friend, could I get you to stay for three months here so we can figure this thing out? And Eleanor had just gone on a spiel about not liking to talk to people, not mm-hmm. being one-on-one with people, just looking at her phone. And she says, well, I just told you I didn't like talking. That could have been a text I pretended that I never saw. (laughs) And all of us can be that person sometimes that will look at a text like that and pretend they didn't see it. But we do need the person every now and then who can come to us with something and And just ask for help. And it's a good moment. She says, okay, you talked good. You did a good job at talking. I'll stay. (laughs) And then there's a moment where Chidi's like, come in. And no, as if someone just knocked on the door, but nobody did. We're almost at the end here. That's where we leave the humans for the episode. Yeah, that's the last thing we see. But it's a nice leaving for all of them. We learn that even with Trevor, just as always, these are good people at their core that will figure out the best version of what to do in their situation. Jason's good with Tahani. Tahani always needs a little work, but she has the support that she needs. And Chidi comes out of his comfort zone to be a friend to Eleanor. And Eleanor is confident enough to speak her needs to Chidi and to come back to class, to agree to come back. It's a good place to end them for this episode. But where it really gets going is exactly. now... Exactly, you said the name of the show. What did I say? You said it's a good place to end them. Haha. <laughs> well, no, the show's called The Good Place. Get your head out of your ass, you piece of shit. Fuck. Trevor walks in again in a bathroom and walks into Michael and Janet who Michael is still stuck on the Dick Tracy thing. And he's like, I don't think you understand where that setup is. <laughs> See, I, I didn't think it was as funny this time when he brought it's it. It's the second up. time for me that's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Michael believes that they were right. and this. I just didn't that... think this one was it, Zach. I know that you're really hard set on this yeah, being the best funny moment time. Of the series. I said it right after <laughs> I said on, on The View this morning that I don't grab kids. I told them also <laughs> that the third iteration of the Dick Tracy bit was my favorite. Michael's still stuck on that. But he also believes that they were right and that they've won. But Trevor is still like, you know what? You can say that, but I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to keep yeah. chipping away. One of them will leave eventually. These humans he just has to make annoyed. one leave. They need that's all, all need. of them to grow. Yeah. This can go on forever. This is the moment that's like, where are they going to go? Are they just going to have this war over their souls forever? Janet says, good luck to Trevor, but then says, oh, I really meant that. Dang it. I am still a good Janet. And some of these things just come out of me. Was that in your Oh, that wasn't in mine. That's, that's cute. She, then she says, yeah, old habits, etc." She says, etc." out loud. Nice. The humans are all Michael cares about, he says, which I think is a really sweet moment that these people are all I care about and nothing, and I mean nothing, the portal opens, the door reveals, <laughs> the doorman steps out of it. I love this moment with the doorman yeah. where first he's like, oh, good, you're all here, cool. Well, Just the judge wants you. you guys, why don't you come on back with me? All of us right now? Yeah, come on. Then he walks around the bathroom and he's like, so this is Earth. Just a bathroom. Turns on the perspective. Huh. Oh, pretty cool. <laughs> Turns it <laughs> off and leaves. <laughs> he's just a simple man. He's just a frog man. It's yeah. too bad he didn't get to interact with an actual frog while he spent time. I know. Water, that would have been cute. Maybe that happens later. I don't remember. I think I remember him having a desk full of frog things at some point. I think I'm willing to say that so far my favorite thing about season three is the doorman. Yeah. I really like he's him. He's cute. I like his demeanor. I like the actor. I like his character. I think he's funny. Because mm-hmm. I like the otherworldly stuff, and I think he's a really good addition to that. Yeah. 
the last scene of the episode, the judge shows up and walks through the portal and yells at Michael for breaking her rules. I love Maya Rudolph. Her yelling one time a bunch of times wasn't my favorite bit. She like does this a lot. <laughs> yeah, she does it with her hands. Like she's gonna mm-hmm. fly away. One time, uno, one. Yeah, I don't know. It's her doing bit. her shtick, and it's not my favorite Maya Rudolph shtick mm-hmm. as much as I love her. Trevor, <laughs> I like this bit a lot. He pretends to be on the judge's side. It's like, yeah, I can't believe it. Oh my god, this is horrible. And the judge just flicks, and he flies <laughs> away into a void. <laughs> love that. Which makes Michael think that the judge is there to defend them, and he plays the same trick. Oh my god, can you believe that guy's so awful? And the judge calls him out, which I really like. Mm-hmm. She expected better from him because Trevor's a demon. Michael is supposedly actually changed. But Michael's meddling, coming back all these times, even though he says, well, I just came back a couple times to nudge them, and made all kinds of weird things happen on Earth, like we talked about earlier. The mm-hmm. the Jags are good now. That one's my favorite. Blake like, Bortles might actually be okay. All right. I don't no know. No way. The experts are debating it. I don't know. Michael's reaction to all of these is just, uh Which wow. me being like a sports fan, especially at the time, that was very funny to me when that joke was made. Because the Jaguars were really bad for a long time. And, then and they had during like a really the show's run, season. they had yeah. a good season. And it was while the show was on, and it was a big moment for the show. Their social media got really great. involved with it, I remember. So that was a really nice reference. The judge reveals that, you know what? The experiment's over. That's it. I'm calling it. And my favorite little tiny moment of the episode is the hurt and concern when Michael says, so are you going to kill them? Mm-hmm. I just felt ted danson's pain i felt him yeah i just really took notice of that the second time i was like oh my god he does not care that he might be destroyed that janet mm-hmm. will be marbleized that everything he knows will be taken away from him truly when he says all he cares about are the four humans he means it at this point yeah and you see it she says no i'm not gonna kill them but there's no more monitoring anymore they're just regular people who are alive and they either make it through the point system or they don't which is like a win and a lose for Michael. Well, and knowing what we know, that's a lose all the way around. They'd have to all of a sudden become some of the best people who have ever lived. Mm-hmm. What's Michael's line a few episodes ago that, well, maybe the 32 years prior wasn't enough to fix yeah. in a month. Like maybe the 32 years prior isn't enough to fix in 50 more years. Maybe exactly. Maybe already screwed. Mm-hmm. They either get in or they don't. They either go to the good place or the bad place, kind of back as if and none of this ever happened a little bit. Exactly. Which isn't how it's going to stay. But that is a little bit how it is now. Mm-hmm. And she says that the two of you, you're going back to the bad place. And whatever happens to them, they're, they're Michael's... Janet gets upset and says, well, they'll yeah. retire him and they'll marbleize me. Well, that's on you. What happens, happens. This is because of you guys. So they're going to be taken to the bad place. But then suddenly things start appearing first we see like a chair then there's like nachos and just a couple of things and Mm -hmm. janet quickly catches on that oh this is all the things that i've been trying to summon why was it not beer first because she's like one it's going in the order backwards no forwards she tried to summon things that was the first one we saw i think yeah but the beers do come at some point i thought i don't know i'll say i really like this moment it keeps building and building and it creates this huge barrier from the judge and Michael and Janet, which gives them a second to try to act because of the space mm-hmm. between them. I think it would have been a better moment if there was more throughout the episode of Janet trying to summon things. Yeah. Because it works as a twist. I think it would work even better if we see things we specifically remember her saying all episode. I feel like I did. Maybe I'm... Maybe and maybe I'm... I'm wrong, too. The people will tell us. There are people that yeah. tell us these things now. They do. I love that. I yeah. enjoy the, the, the comments every time. I do read them. 
so they have a second, and this is a pretty captivating moment because it all comes down to the doorman. And the doorman has now seen both Michael's kindness and his, like, skivvy. Skivvy? Mm -hmm. And his... Skeevy? Is that what it is? Skeevy's right, yeah. Yeah, that he's skeevy and that he can't really be trusted, and it could go either way. You kind of expect the doorman to say, what? You lied to me. But no, he's like, you're kind of badass. Good luck, frog man. Good luck, frog man. I'm pulling for you. He tosses him the key, gives them just enough to run through for the door to close and disappear with the key. So the doorman can't even really do anything that way. Yeah. And the judge finishes clearing the path, throws like a restaurant. One of the things is a restaurant (laughs) that she throws away. But they already made it through the door. The doorman says, they escaped. And the judge (laughs) says, yeah, thanks, Jeff. So he has a name. (laughs) We know his name is Jeff. I like it. And that's where this episode ends. Talking through it, I do like it more, but it doesn't mm-hmm. change my overall give me the good season three. Yeah. How do you feel? I think it is a B to B plus episode. I think it's a B. For me. Yeah. But in a show that can deliver A's so consistently, it just pales a little bit. But I do think for season three, and it's my favorite that we've done so far, I like it more than yeah, the I agree. premiere I, second one. Now that we've talked it through, I do think I like it better than the premiere overall. I think it's Well, and I think my episode. comments about the premiere was I like what they did, but it wasn't super funny. This, I don't love every second of the episode from a story basis because it doesn't do a whole lot to progress until the end. Yeah. But We're I think back it's to a, a really twenty minute episode. episode really fast. There's not a lot of space for jokes to not land. Yeah. You're right. Super tight, super funny, really well written jokes. And I think a lot of it seems like they kind of let the characters do their thing. And I think that's usually for the best of the show. So I, I do enjoy it quite a bit, but it's not one that I'm probably gonna seek out. Um unless you're watching a, through the show. Yeah, unless I'm watching through it to like but it's not one that I'm gonna show somebody. As like a, hey, you should watch this show. This is a funny episode. But there are a lot of really funny jokes. And I don't really remember what happens next week. So I'm still excited to get into the next chapter, which is The Snowplow, which sounds Mm -hmm. like a big episode. I don't remember. But that's it for this episode. Let's do our last couple things and get out of here. It's been a really fun week. There's a lot to talk about, even in these episodes that we're not as into as some of the others. I still got a lot out of this conversation i appreciate it yeah. deeply so with that let's talk about our good and bad place points this week starting with the bad place hmm is it too easy to give it to trevor do i give it to trevor is there anybody that does anything much worse than trevor i think i still have to give it to michael just because mm-hmm. everything was going mm-hmm. so well and because of his folly that he did know better than he let it all crumble and, well, and they 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 got what they wanted and now it's being taken away and they're back to as if none of this had ever happened which is still maybe a win but it's not the win that Michael had earned earlier because of him well here's what I'll say i originally thought trevor as the obvious one but I'm going to change it to Michael because nothing that Michael did helped. He didn't help Jason and Tahani make the right decision. He didn't help Eleanor come back. Didn't he didn't even Chidi. get Cheedy to go no. get Eleanor. So I'm going to I'm going to swap. Trevor narrowly escapes this week and Michael is going to be bad. For good place. I have a strong argument, Josh. Uh, you just call me Josh? Yeah, it's because uh, so mine is Jason. I was looking at the J and I was like, no, one syllable. And then I called you Josh. You just called me Josh. <laughs> um, OK. 
You know my na- just all white guy names sound the same to you? Uh, Seth, Every I'm so sorry. <laughs> white guy name? Okay. I went Jason because I think Jason yeah. here here's okay. my reasoning. Good save, I guess. Here's my reasoning. <laughs> yeah, okay. I hear this you. This is not right. the MVP of the episode. This is who deserves to go to the good place based on their behavior during the episode. And, well, and Jason, I think Jason has an argument for MVP of the episode too. Yeah. Honestly, he's he's really super funny. kind. To this new person that's joining the group and hasn't been there as long, so he's a bit of an outlier. He's super kind to him, super welcoming, super warm. He doesn't kill a spider. I kill every spider I come into contact with that I see that's any within my earshot. And he wants to be a superhero to save the day, to help people. Yeah. And he's very respectful and, and kind to, very to Hani. Yeah. Not only when she's drunk, but especially afterwards when she's a little bit embarrassed. And he's like, hey, it was great getting to know you. You were great. That's a like, good I had guy a really to fun be. time. That's really good. Like, I think that's one of the, like, best, easily best behavior of the episode. But it's really, really sweet, too. And really kind because he doesn't know Tahani as long as he did in the good place when they were a, a, in a, a relationship. Week, like, they, he just met, but he still treats her with respect and kindness, even though he's from Florida. We didn't even touch on how he ended up sleeping in a garbage can next yeah. to a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And he didn't mind. He, he was mind. just glad Tahani got home safe. Forgot where to go. And Tahani does the opposite of what is expected of her and thinks that that's endearing of him, even if she's mm-hmm. a little concerned for him and isn't like, oh, you're gross. I need to get away from you. Yeah. And can see the good in Jason. I see your argument, but I'm not totally swayed that it's obviously Jason. So I think I'm going to go another direction to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I'll give it to Janet, who okay, in this episode that. has everything that makes her who she's known herself to be. She has it taken away from her. And instead of dwelling on it too much, even though she does, because of course she can't act the way that she ever has before, mm-hmm. she still commits to doing her best to help without destruction. Sure, she's tied into Michael's stuff, but she's not like on some high. She hates being there and not being with her powers, but she knows that she needs to help out the humans. I think there's enough there for me to give it to Janet. Sure. Why not? Yeah, Keep it I'll, interesting. I, I'll buy that. That's the episode. That's us talking about the brainy bunch. Do you think we make for a brainy bunch or no? I don't think there's enough of us to be a bunch. We're like a brain. Yeah. Well, we hang plenty of brain. Doing it right now. That's the episode. If you guys are having fun, you can write in, email us to talk about future episodes with us in season three. Timeknifepod at gmail.com. Send us in some trivia questions and who you would send to the good and bad place for future episodes. And if you're having fun with us and you want to, like we said, go on a great Patreon binge, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast has a lot of great content. And The Basement are that 70s rewatch podcast that's a whole second awesome podcast we do almost every week that's exclusive to the Patreon. I think you'd really enjoy it. So check us out there starting at $5. Steven, check it out. Where else can the fine folks find us? You know, if you want to hang with our brain, me bunch, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram over at TimeKnifePod. If you want to see the video companion to this uh, episode, we did some fun things. I did some of this. I swung my arms around. Go search up the show on hair day. Yeah, I like your hair today. It's very soft and supple. It looks very pretty. Thank you. I like it a lot. You're pretty. Aww. Pretty beautiful. You're pretty. Pretty beautiful. Yeah. Follow us on the things. Talk to us. We like when you guys engage. And shout out to all the people who do engage and talk yeah, to us Yeah, shout out to all the YouTube, YouTube commenters. Yeah. There's always some funny stuff. Good times. Well, that's the show. Steven, any last words for the people? Do not. Where's this going? What, what you can do for your country. I don't know. I thought maybe you'd just say the thing that we... There is no oh, try. Oh, always say at the end of the episode. Oh, you were setting me up. 
Uh, from inside the time night. It was a setup. Black, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next time. Have a great week. We love you. But Trevor just wants some beers. I'm about to burp. Uh, wow. You hear that? Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Send it forwards from your chest. What does that mean? Like, you gotta, like, yeah. project it. Was it was just it's like in, in my back throat. throat. I just had to get it out. I'm hunger pains are, are you happening. Gotta, like, happening. Can you burp on command? No. I can. It's probably cool. not healthy. It's a tiny one, but a burp nonetheless. Trevor Simpson burped her ABCs in The Tonight Show one time. I've seen that. that. I'm Mm -hmm. familiar with that. And you said, that'll be me one day. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) damn it. Damn, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. I'll never get on The Tonight Show now.